This is a podcast from Rover. I remember you, Teagues, as um, I just think of you off the movie uh, Surf's Up as the little bird that scuttles around with the clipboard on the beach. <laughs> Clipboard. You know, walk around with a clipboard. He just sort of shuffled <laughs> around. Sound like I'm a nerd. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, uh, a fucking nerd she was. Summer breeze makes me feel fine. Not for radio. Summer edition. That's a Yacht Rock classic, that, isn't it? Can you just explain what Yacht Rock is? It was a a collection of music which uh, shot back to notoriety out of a a hotel in Los Angeles called the LA Standard. And they used to have these uh, rooftop sessions uh, and a Kiwi lass uh, by the name of Phoebe Falconer used to DJ those setups. Yacht Rock had been around for quite some time, but she sort of formalised it in an evening, which which made for – it was a very big hit with the celebs and they loved heading along there. Um, So if you were to look at – what sort of bands would make up uh, Yacht Rock. You're, you're talking about the likes of Daryl Hall and John Oates, Earth, Wind and Fire, Fleetwood Mac, Toto. It's uh, like super light rock. Like Tears a- for Fears. Yeah, it's Eagle's Journey, uh, Steve Miliband. It's one of those ones that plays in the background and it's perfect because it could just fucking bubble along and you could just be sitting there just chilling and then all of a sudden you could turn around and go, fucking belt out the lyrics because you randomly know all of the songs that sit within it. It's a great genre. Tell you what's a great song from that is Hughes Corporation Rock the Boat. Rock, rock the, the Boat. Holy mm. oh, shit. Biggest Yacht Rock playlist on Spotify, 1.3 million likes. Five yeah. and a half hours of it. Let's just go shuffle, see what comes up. See? Oh. You fucking pound some piss in the sun to this, can you? Ah, oh, mate, it's great. Is it, is it the, is it the it's just uh, Yacht Rock on Spotify? Uh, mm. It'll be Yacht Rock 2.0 is another great one to get around to. Just um, FYI. Cruise to the smooth grooves of these yacht, yacht rock tunes. <laughs> we should start an um, online station, the Yacht Rock on Rover. Yeah, 100% yeah. should. Yeah. It'd hiss. Yeah. We need to do the country rock as well because it absolutely hiss. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, you had an idea for today's uh, Not For Radio podcast. Did I? Yes. <laughs> oh. The, the questions that you had? Oh. No. What, what, what are you talking about? How we all. <laughs> Meet each other. Oh, no, that was Tegan's idea. idea. Yeah, 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 it wasn't mine. Oh, at least we know you don't claim ideas. (laughs) 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 Would rather be confused on the podcast. Good to know. Noted. Hey, I'm a a literal guy. All right, Tegan, your idea, you start. So I thought it would be a nice, fun wee summer episode for us to all discuss how we all met because... I obviously know how I met all of you guys, but I don't know how Caleb met you both. I don't know how you guys met. And I thought rather than ask you guys in... Listen to that story. Why don't we just lay it all out on the table on the pod? Yeah, this is good. Uh, So um, I would – well, Dunk is obviously the longest standing member of this being 15 years at The Rock Mm -hmm. and myself and Dunk. Do you know last night, um, just randomly, uh, me and Dixie were talking. uh, She was like, Harold's Caleb. Harold's Tegan. And I was like – I don't know, like 23? And she's like, when did you start in radio? And she worked out that you guys were six when I started in radio. <laughs> we 24, but yeah. <laughs> you did, you didn't, didn't, even, didn't even have a Isn't fucking pen license. That is fuck. fucking wild, eh? I was flipping sausages from the ZM Black Thunders outside a fucking appliance store. <laughs> and that's and how, you get a, near you. how you get a job. You've got to flip sausages one way or another to yeah. climb the I've ranks of radio. I've never done that. I've never flipped a fucking sausage. I have. I refuse. You know what's weird, Dunk, is that because Dunk and I both are from Christchurch, is that 
uh, when my mum used to drive because she heard like the Maury FM team or the rock team or whatever, um, it prob- we probably would have met you. <laughs> Were you the ones that used to turn up and get the free sausages? Not all the time, but like it, if, a- if we saw the cars now parked up, like if mum would be like, oh, we'll go mm. see what they have. My uncle David was the fucking worst. He'd be like, all right, Saturday morning crackers, knuckles, load up the kids, and then they'd go around <laughs> every single one and just load up a chili bit and take them home. That'd be their food for oh, the weekend. Oh, wow. I bet they didn't shit at all. Uh, there was a, a girl that was a corporate. Okay. Still haven't. Uh, yeah, they'd be. They'd have to be. They'd end up shitting out their mouths because their whole their bowels would be backed up from all that sawdust. Anyway, there's a, a girl that used to be um, one of the big corporate voices here for a radio station. She she was introduced to radio. She came in as like a schoolgirl into into this. And when I see her, she's like a fucking kids now. That makes you feel old. You're oh doing radio. Gosh. She's now a corporate voice for one of the stations. And another young lass, I think she works around the corner. She turned up and and, and cited myself and another bloke that works here, Flinny, as her inspiration to get into radio. She came through as a school group. Is that Alexandra? <laughs> Mullen, nah, she was my old babysitter oh, when yeah. she was a kid at uni. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, you, I was like, you look great, chat. You should be in radio. And she's like, you reckon? <laughs> Done. Got a job. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so it was a. Who I, goes first? Uh, so I would I would say myself and Dunk met. It was an arranged marriage. I knew who Dunk was mm-hmm. uh, from being in radio circles, but we'd never really met or hung out. No, not at all. But I did meet you. There's one time I remember you were doing the afternoon show on the pop station you used to work on ZM, and me and you and Dan Webby were out at Pukekohe for a hot lap with Greg Murphy, famous yes. race car driver, oh. having Michelle the time. And I remember, and so we'd been sitting out there because we worked with a couple of blokes that were on TV, John and Ben at the time, and um, they didn't have time to go out because they were too busy filming or whatever. So we went out there for the hot lap, grabbed a bit of audio for the radio show, and but we could afford to go back a little bit later. And I think we were going back, maybe needed to be done by quarter past two. Uh, we were 40 minutes away mm. from the studio. Um, so it'd be cutting a fine for a three o'clock on here start. And I remember saying to Jay, and I remember this specifically because it blew my fucking mind because I knew how much detail we put into the radio show, that radio show of John and Ben and how hard I worked on the run sheets and stuff. And I remember being like, when are you going back to the show? You're like, ah, oh, get fucked, don't I? <laughs> Make it when, it when it goes. I was like, when did you prep? He's like, haven't. I was like, fuck, that's a rogue setup. I'm running like 25 pages of prep for the show every day. And then, yeah. wouldn't, the it, wouldn't it be nice to say that something had changed in the last decade? <laughs> I know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that literally still sounds like Jane. <laughs> yeah, and then, it, was, so, mate, um, it, was, it was fast and loose. And then there was this awkward period where everyone had to do. Um, you came in when I saw with my last co-host Thane, and you did like a one hour on air or whatever. And Jay was really good, fucking tough environment. And you and my last co-host don't really like each other because he's nah. said some pretty rogue shit over the years. Yeah, it was I've been trying to fight him for quite a number of years, trying to get him on. <laughs> he's slippery. You won't catch him. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was. It was at the point where I couldn't call him out legally and get him into a boxing ring to fight him. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just actually just going to storm in there and just dust him. He's just. A, he's He's, he's a he's a great radio mind, but he's a slimy fuck that said something about my missus, which just I just didn't take and well. He was ready to take it to the Will Smith level. To, yeah, I was going to say oh, Will no, Smith past level. the Will Smith level. Yeah, it was past the Will so Smith. So Jay level. had to bite his tongue and then come in and do it. And I thought, shit, he's really good. And then we had to make a decision on who it was going to be. And there'd been a few people, different people that tried out, and they were fucking round getting to the point. Um, and it wasn't through no fault of my own, but then we both had the same, coincidentally had the same agent. And I remember going outside, I think I was probably having a vape or something, Jay was having a dart, and I was chatting to Jay, and at that point Jay was really nice to me, but Jay thought he didn't have the job because he hadn't Aww. heard back. 
And I was chatting away thinking, like, fucking, I can't tell him, but he's got to be this guy. And there was other people at that party. I was like, yeah, no, nah, it's not you. So I was telling other people that I shouldn't have been that it wasn't them <gasps> at this party. And I was like, this is just the most fucking weird setup. Chase is a pretty good dude, though. He's a bit quiet. And then I messaged um, Liz, and she's like, of course he's fucking quiet. You guys haven't told him if he's got it yet or not. He thinks he hasn't got the job because they were so <laughs> shit at getting back to Jay. Oh. Once and again, it, it hasn't changed in the last year. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember specifically asking around, like, quite a few people about Jay because obviously Jay's been around in media for a long time, and not a single person had a bad word to say about him. So it's made the leap of faith into the arranged marriage, which I'm now fully pro, used to be anti. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's tough because you once, particularly on air partnerships, you're fucked. And I think what we figured out pretty early doors was that uh, that we're just on the same page. Uh, we're both, you know, long-term misses. We weren't going to be out rooting and, and causing chaos. And, yeah, we didn't mind drinking piss, but we kind of had a bit more of a focus and we wanted to do things a little bit more mm. differently. So, yeah, because I, I was done with radio. I was like, fuck that, never again. And then when my agent was like, hey, there's this, the, a role that's open up on The Rock Drive. And that's the only – I was trying to get a job on The Rock when I was at ZM. Like mm. – at the beginning, Let's and Brad's trying like, to leave when yeah. he's working for the other company. Yeah. And open and honest about it too. Like they normally, and that back in those days, they'd be real cloak and dagger with you know yeah. catching up with people. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'll meet you in reception, Leon, and sit down and have a chat with you and tell you that I'm going to go that because I normally like, let's meet at a cafe that's 50 minutes from here. <laughs> like fuck. But that. Jade had so many meetings it got real lazy by the end. So in our last building, there was a pub just across the road. Mm. Jade would just pull up on his Harley outside the pub and just walk inside to meet Brad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Brad, give me a bus. Oh no. Okay, got to no. wait, wait for the stink to wash off you from that shit bomb station. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you'd say. Yeah, so we really didn't know each other. I remember asking um, Andrew Mulligan from The mm. Breakfast Show, being like, what's he like? Because you went to a stag do. Yep. I was like, well, that's probably the closest of anybody I know. And he yeah. had nothing but good things to say about yeah, it. Yeah, he was at, yeah, we both went to each other's weddings and, yeah, known Miles for ages. Well, wow. Emma's, Emma's a better judge of character. Oh, yeah, Miles has been around she for fucking She drinks fucking Midori. I know, Can't which in itself is classic. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so that's pretty much. And Emma is Miles's partner. Yes, for context. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, who is a uh, in a former life was a fucking international powerhouse, like top tier for Puma globally. Mm. I got a letter from Air New Zealand saying that you're not allowed to travel because you're flying more than the pilots. Whoa, that yeah. stops when you have kids. Yep, yep, yeah. What? Well, what well, did? What well, had to? Because she was just fucking everywhere. Germany, Australia, yeah. back and forward all the time. Impossible. Now, do you want to say when you remember meeting us or us to say when we remember meeting you? Hmm. I want to hear your version and then work out if my version is the same as your version. <laughs> I remember you, Teagues, as um, I just think of you off the movie uh, Surf's Up as the little bird that scuttles around with the clipboard on the beach. <laughs> Clipboard. Know, around with a clipboard. He just sort of shuffled <laughs> it's around. Sound like I'm a nerd. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, what a fucking nerd she was. Well, you came in ca- when you came in, and we're doing the. You just had passion for motorsport, and that's the thing that I appreciate more. Yeah, than, that is like, when I first met you. I met yeah. Dunk first, really. Yeah, just I just wanted to. I wanted to. Um, I was impressed with your passion for something, Thanks. particularly because and the fact that you'd prep for the segment, and you'd mm. like we've had peeps people that would do segments, and they just fucking try and prep on the spot. Oh my god, and you no, can't do that in radio. Terrible. Ends up being shit, and then knowing that you had your shit sorted every time—that's why we need to work with her. Yeah, mm. and then steal her from the sta- sales team. Yeah, yeah and I then, need to be stolen. And then Caleb was fucking hard to miss. Uh, big big figure. And explain thing. your last job because it'd be interesting mm. for people that aren't in radio. It's quite quite an unusual because people were doing dual roles. Yeah. 
as announcers and then working in other parts. They're very time poor and they're not able to prep their own radio shows, so they set up a service, right? Yeah, so they set up a thing called Sidekick, which um, essentially I was at the broadcasting school, and this will lead into how I met Teague as mm. well, but um, I was at the broadcasting school, got an intern- internship doing the Sidekick thing. So basically I would essentially just fucking surf the internet and try and find content and then just pull audio bits and write up stories about things that I saw on the internet that I thought were was reasonably good. And around uh, the media extent, we've got a station called More FM, which is like a pop station for sort of 35 to 50-year-old uh, women, and it would service those regional parts of that, of that business mainly. And so I'd email that out. I'd sort of come in at about 2 o'clock uh, in the afternoon, leave it about sort of midnight-ish. And so I did that for... Uh, probably about a year and a half. I was going to say eighteen months. Or yeah, because we were getting those emails as well. Yeah, yeah. And then that's, but also with that job, you double as like a fill-in show producer. So if people need a show producer when, say, someone's away or sick, they would ring up my boss, and then he'd basically just go, say, Caleb, go and do this. And so it got to a point when sort of COVID struck, a lot of people were going down with COVID or away or had decided to leave their jobs because we're in and out of lockdowns, that I was literally just filling in pretty much every week. Mm. Do, you, do you know what the fun, like the, one of the funniest things was like, we've got to work with Caleb because yeah, we... I'm, I know exactly what you're going to say because it is a standout moment for me. Oh, it's one of the greatest moments of my broadcasting career. Fucking funny. So we do this oh, big countdown. Exactly it fucking is, yeah. <laughs> so we do this countdown every year. It's called The Rock 2000. It started off as 500 songs and over the last like 15, 17 years it's morphed into The Rock 2000. We now do it at the New Zealand's biggest live um, indoor live music venue for the final day, uh, which is called the Spark Arena. If you're a New Zealand listener, you'll know this. And uh, and it's quite a stressful afternoon. And this ha- one happened to be in studio because of COVID and we weren't having the show and it got cancelled, ready, ready, rah. So we're in here and you get to the last, like, 15, you don't really want to fuck anything up because there's, like, literally a Rock 2000 Countdown Fanatics page and they go through everything. They fucking double, triple check every word that comes out of your mouth for the month. It's fucking... And you want to get it right because people are that invested, right? And so you get down to the last, like, 15 songs and you're just like, just, what? It, we've done 2,000 songs. Don't fuck up in the last 15. So it's, everyone's a little bit stressed mm. out. And everyone's walking around on... Yeah, everyone's walking around on eggshells because it's high stress. Every single department within the network and station it's is working fucking on eating each other alive with, ah, this is fucking out, you know? And we're there, it'd been the, um, you know, the ducks with the flapping feet under the water to bring the countdown home. And I look up and I see one of the most, like... Calming things I've ever seen in that environment. I've been doing the, the bringing that countdown home for over a decade. I look up and I see Caleb sitting there eating wheat bix with some sugar on it with three songs to go. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like calmly eating, like, yeah. like almost like a cartoon. I was yeah. like, fucking how's how's this cut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was the reason why he was so calm is because he was so far ahead. And yeah, he was so if all the work that, that needed to be done had been done. Mm. And so it was just a t- time for the big boy to have a snack and uh, just fucking kick back, fucking feet up, size 38 steaks on the fucking desk. I'll tell you what, I had a lot of fucking wheat books when I was like in that old job, eh? Because it was just, it was like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for me. Yeah. Because yeah. I was just like, fuck cooking. And, you know, sometimes when your hours are so fucked, you just don't feel like anything. But yeah. the one thing you do feel like is wheat books. I used to have wheat books for lunch last year, too, yeah, fuck in my mean. old job. 
and it's fucking cheap. It's that cheap, cheap, and it's, it fills you up. Like mm. that's sort of the hard thing with lunches is that you you mm. don't you can't always like you don't always have time to heat something up, or like some things just don't keep from like the time you make them in the morning mm. to the time you get here. Now I just fart all the time when I eat them. <laughs> So basically what you're saying is is that you guys got to meet Caleb because he was helping to fill in during the Rock 2000. Mainly. I mean, we saw Caleb's emails coming out and we'd yeah. say, I mm-hmm. assume we'd say day when we walked past you in the office. Yeah, I remember chatting to, you at the old, mm-hmm. chatting to you at the old board because I, I said to you, do you play footy? And you're like, no, nah, I'm a ref. And I was like, that's for fucking. Yes, I met you because my old office at the old building would be right next to the kitchen. Mm. Oh. And you came in to make a coffee and I distinctly remember seeing a bloke walk in that looked very familiar that I'd seen on television before <laughs> who was wearing a red condom beanie, <laughs> a um, yeah. black and white striped shirt and tight black jeans it's, rolled yeah, up Jay with Reeve. Birkenstocks. And yeah. I was like, that's fucking Jay Reeve from bloody uh, MTV. Back, back in the day. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? And Because I went through a phase where I didn't really listen to The Rock. I used to listen to The Rock a lot when I was younger and then I tried to be a bit cool. And listen to some other stuff. Everyone does it when they first moved to Auckland for radio, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tried to hang out the cool kids for a bit, and I was like, fuck this noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw piss. Jay, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, there's him. But I, I actually had a different um, first time meeting Dunk to what he probably thinks is his first time meeting me. Okay. Excalibur Club, K Road, four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so in 2016, I um, came up to Auckland with like a fucking. Um, Radio, radio school, school. Mm-hmm. sort of tour because I did like a starter course kind of thing before I went to the broadcasting school. Uh, yep. mm-hmm. And I remember I met you with John and Ben, oh, and they yeah. referred to you as Director Dunk. <laughs> and anyway, you're wearing a, I'm pretty sure you, you, you were wearing a rock singlet and Warriors stubby shorts. Yeah, fuck that yeah. Sounds about right. much, <laughs> once again, not much has yeah, changed. Hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Have we missed everything? I didn't miss anybody? Mm. I don't think oh, so. Teague's. And I. Caleb and I met because I was the year above him at broadcasting school. And yes. uh, the first time we met would have been your initiation, which yes. we had at. Uh, what did mate. that involve? Well, I don't remember much of it, but Fish it was at shakes. Heath's flat. And I remember we got you all into uh, the garage and closed the door and made it really dark. I didn't go in there, though, because I was having an argument with my now oh. ex-missus oh, no. over the phone. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna say something about that doesn't sound like Caleb would have gone in there. It's like, yeah. oh, I didn't go to yeah. fucking time me a Joseph Fritchell shit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really remember. That was so long ago now. Like, that was genuinely five years ago. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. do not. So long, I cannot. Well, think it's a quarter of their life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember much, but you were at broadcasting school, and I was there, and yeah. I don't have any standout memories. Do yeah. you? I don't. We were at a lot of parties the all the time. time. Like Caleb yeah. and I, like we would have hung out probably at least every month, at least one weekend every month. I like, remember when I first saw you, I just saw this really small girl. She's a bit more swollen now because she goes to F45, I but do. someone who's That's who correct. was even smaller than she is now, mm. just walking around, and it was real clipboard vibes. I must say, <laughs> it was again just, just you you move at breakneck speed when you want to. I do. And I walk you did fast. a lot at broadcasting school, and I, did I just do a thought. Lot. This is a woman on a mission. That's why if you I look was. at if you check out the movie Surfs Up and you see the little I think the event organized bird with the clipboard, you'll go, That's Tegan, hundred <laughs> percent. Well now you know what to look I, out for. I um, remember when it was a it was a party and I was had some bourbons and I was like, I need to go talk to Dunk because I wanted some Yeah the Boys Sunnies. Mm. And I was just went up to you and I was like, Your Yeah the Boys Sunnies is so cool. I really want some. And you were just like I'll get you some. I was like, no, no, no. I mean, I'm going to buy some. And you're like, don't buy some. Like, I'll just bring some in for you. And I remember going home being like, I wonder if 
Doug will actually remember to bring me in some sunglasses. And then you messaged me and I thought that was pretty cool because my name's really hard to spell. And I was like, oh, my God, how did he work out how to spell my name right? That's pretty cool. <laughs> and then you were like, I've got the sunnies. Like, come and grab them. And so then I bought you a box of bourbon because it was almost Bathurst. Yes. And I was like, I would, like, and I think I'd shown I you my that tattoo now. that night yes, as well. Yes. And I was like, I'd, I don't, oh, I would have been so weird about it too. I would have been like, I have a tattoo I want to show you. And you would have been like, okay. And then I would have been like, boom. Yeah, and but you would have been like, oh. Easily, you know, I'd be, you know, it was a good shout to think that I'd be impressed by that. I can't understand for the life of me why that business went down the Googler. <laughs> <laughs> I got fucking half the stock sitting in my office down the road and the other half we gave away. And then we got sued. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> why did we never make any money with that? It's ridiculous. How hard is it? You put it on the internet, people are supposed yeah. to buy it. <laughs> That's the J Reef Business 101 model I've been running quite successfully for the last 20 years. Oh. Yeah. And, um, I remember that summer, Jade and I were doing a road trip and I was like you know what the rock needs they need to talk about motorsport more I'm like I reckon I could do that and then I was sitting like just out in the office one day like in the new year I guess and Jay came out of the producer booth and he's like I need to talk to you and I was like I need to talk to you and he was like we were talking about the same thing and I was like I think so and then just somehow I don't even know how it happened from there I can't remember and mm. we ended up doing motorsport chat for like I don't know seven months people wanted it it was good and that's how that happened, really. Luddy duddy da. That's One us. big old friggin' weird motley crew arranged marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, that was a good, good topic for today. I enjoyed yeah. that. It was, it was nice hearing how you guys met. Yeah, it was. Mm. I mean, yeah, mm. it was bizarre. It was just and all those contract things are fucking secretive. When like now mm. we do ours together, media works stupidly. Let our contracts expire at the same time. You try and keep people, um, you know, c- coming off contract in different years. Mm. So now it's going to be easier. But when we've talked with, oh, the whole time about our stuff, but at that point, I'm running into the dark with no fucking torch, mm. and so is Jay. Mm. Weirdly, have the same agent. I think at that point we would have. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you I've, just been, I've been with Liz since MTV days. Yeah, and then. Um, which is also, you would think, a conflict uh, conflict of interest represent no both of us, but it's worked out great. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it pays, pays to have somebody that's that far in the pocket. <laughs> I, rem- I remember when I applied for this job and I didn't want to say to you guys that I'd applied because I was worried that you'd be like, oh, fuck, she's applied with me to tell Brad that she's shit. <laughs> I was like, I won't say anything. I, I think was we told people to tell you to apply. Yeah. We weren't allowed to talk well, to you no one, yeah. no one had told – oh, well, one person did who was definitely probably not the right person oh, to tell me. is that why fucking Dan Webby came up to me? Mm, would probably. have been. Yeah. Because yeah. there was Dan Webby and there was there was a bunch of other people that were like, oh, have you seen this? I was like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, we weren't allowed to talk to potential people. I'd seen it and I was like, I can't ah. tell a soul because I didn't want anyone in my current role, which was obviously within the company, to know that I was looking at leaving because a lot of them would have panicked. And they did panic when I told them I was leaving. Oh, it's nice for them to really appreciate mean. you once you leave. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I left mine, they just canned the whole thing. They were like, well, that's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chaos whole department yeah. just oh, fizzled, fucking Captain Jack Sparrow onto the wharf and fucking down with the ship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to be back with another edition of uh, Not For Radio, the summer edition tomorrow. Have a ripper rest of your day. Summertime with Jay and Dunk.